I'm Brad Self of Nationwide Lacrosse, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. Good afternoon, and thanks for joining me on the Lacrosse Radio Network. I'm Scott Arnold, and we're almost set for live Canadian Lacrosse League action between the Iroquois Ironmen and the Durham Turf Dogs. The Niagara Lock Monsters, they've already secured up first place, so they've already earned a buy into the Final Four. They're just waiting around. They wrapped up their regular season last weekend, and uh, we had a game last night, actually, Iroquois Ironmen. They ended up beating the Brampton Infernal. Brampton Infernal have been on fire as of late, no pun intended, but they have been hot, red hot. They lost in overtime to Iroquois, a game that Iroquois desperately needed to win. Iroquois only won two games all year, so we'll see if they can win two games this weekend. That's what will happen if they win today. So it'll be a kind of an unbelievable feat for them after only winning two games all season long to win two in a row. That'll be kind of a nice Cinderella story if they squeak into the playoffs. We'll see how it plays out. There's a little bit of a delay here. They are just doing a few special events down. They've got the Boy Scouts here. I'll use this opportunity to give a shout-out to Ian from Diamond Towing. As soon as I got here to the GM Center in beautiful downtown Oshawa, I was getting my gear out of the car, and uh, my keys dropped in. The automatic door is locked. I was locked out, and I needed a few more things for my car, so had to call Diamond Towing. Those guys got here very quickly. I told them, guys, i got to get on uh, the air and call a game here. They said, we'll hurry up, try our best. Usually when someone says that, it's just to appease the customer, but these guys honestly got here within about 10 minutes, which was unbelievable. He came in, jimmied my door open, got my keys out. So huge shout-out to Ian from Diamond Towing. Otherwise, I would not be on the air right now. I would be uh, trying to break into my car myself. I needed those keys. I'm the type of person who I wouldn't have been able to enjoy the game if uh, my keys were still sitting in the car there. So I was going to make sure that they uh, came out. uh, I got my keys out before I came up to call this game. So thank you again, Ian from Diamond Towing. You're the man, and uh, he is the reason why we're on right now. Otherwise, there would have been a huge delay. So we're going to cut to a quick commercial break while they do the anthems, and we'll be back in a couple minutes I'm Scott Arnold, live on the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to NCAA, CLACS, NALL, and MILA game broadcast at the Lacrosse Radio Network, the home of Lacrosse Audio. Panic in transition, shoots and scores! The only place where you can follow NCAA Division Three, the Canadian Lacrosse League, North American Lacrosse, Quebec Senior Lacrosse League, and Midwest Lacrosse Association. Shot score, Mendez. A side angle shot, and Tony Mendez breaks the ice. Also, the home to unique lacrosse programming that you just can't get anywhere else. Listen every day at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. Block on the way in, goalie out, score! Another goal for the Mustang. The Lacrosse Radio Network. This is Patrick Crosby, goaltender for the Kentucky Stick Horses. You're listening to the Cross Radio Network. The best radio, not on radio. RadioExiles.com. Radio gone underground from parts unknown. I'm not receiving a detectable frequency. Radio Exiles. The best collection of professional podcasters. 100% FCC free. RadioExiles.com. 
You think you've seen pro lacrosse coverage? Then you haven't seen NLAX We Trust. The home of lacrosse on the web. Comprehensive coverage of the NLL, MLL, NCAA, NALL, CLAX, MILA, and more on the SB Nation Network. 15 seconds to go, driving down the right wing. Draws his own team over his head, basket on the open. He scores! Salisbury takes an 11-10 lead with 11.7 seconds to go. Check out InLaxWeTrust.com. This is Nick Rose of the Toronto Rock, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to NCAA, CLACS, NALL, and MILA game broadcast at the Lacrosse Radio Network, the home of Lacrosse Audio. Panic in transition, shoots and scores! The only place where you can follow NCAA Division Three, the Canadian Lacrosse League, North American Lacrosse, Quebec Senior Lacrosse League, and Midwest Lacrosse Association. Shot score, Mendez! A side angle shot, and Tony Mendez breaks the ice. Also, the home to unique lacrosse programming that you just can't get anywhere else. Listen every day at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. Block on the way in, goalie out, score! Another goal for the Mustang. The Lacrosse Radio Network. This is Kyle Swenson, the Washington Stealth, and you're listening to the Cross Radio Network. The Wilmot Wild Junior C Ontario Lacrosse Association Western Conference finalists in 2011 are now on the Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to the Wild four times this season through June and July for the best Junior C lacrosse action you just can't find anywhere else. Listen at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. The Wilmot Wild on the Lacrosse Radio Network. To the best. I'm Brad Self of Nationwide Lacrosse, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. All right, welcome back to the GM Center in Oshawa, Ontario. In case you're just joining us, you're about to hear live Canadian Lacrosse League action. The Iroquois Ironmen are in town to take on the Durham Turf Dogs. I'm Scott Arnold for the Lacrosse Radio Network. We just had a great national anthem, a bunch of kids, there was a school group on there, they had a great anthem, and it's a packed house here tonight, good crowd, not a packed house obviously, I exaggerate, but uh, best crowd we've seen all year, and this is great to see, huge game for the Turf Dogs, in net, usually, uh, well last few games anyway, since uh, Turf Dogs acquired Kevin Croswell from the NLL, he's been uh, starting, he's won two games in a row, Durham has decided to put John Cheesebro in net. So we are going to see him in action. Good on them, giving him a shot right before the postseason. He's had a few good games this year. Interesting move, though, uh, considering Kevin Croswell's on a two-game win streak, undefeated since he's uh, came down to their squad. In the other end, the Iroquois Ironmen. We're going to see Jake Lazur in net. And we're just about underway. As Graham Bergsma wins the draw, but it goes flying out, and Iroquois is going to end up scooping it. Iroquois is going to take it down. Durham goes for a line change already. Iroquois just working it around. Jimerson tries the little flip pass. It gets intercepted, goes behind the net. Cheeseboro scoops it up, throws it to the captain, Mitch Dumont. 
Mitch Dumont hustling up the side. He throws it to Shane Scott. Shane Scott down low to Collins. Collins with it. Goes far side to Blake Kenny. Blake Kenny has a man all over him. Two guys on him now. He's got to dish it off to Shane Scott. Big wind-up shoots. Saved by Lazur. Shane Scott's got one of the hardest shots in the league. And we saw a huge wind-up for him. It was more to reset the shot clock, but you never know when he can score. He was kind of far out there. But expect lots of goals from him if he can get that wind-up off like he did there. Iroquois. They're slowing things down. Jamison tries to get a pass out to the inside. It's intercepted, and Cheeseboro has it again. Refs blow it in. Durham's going to quickly move it up. Nice hustle. Daryl Jackson. Jackson. He's got it on the left side. Throws it to Bissell. Bissell, hard shot saved by Lazur. Ball goes wide. Pete Rennie's fighting for it. Rennie gets the loose ball. Leaves it for Tangay. Tangay goes far side to Bissell. Back to Tangay. Tangay fans on the shot. Goes wide into the corner. Picked up by Durham. Daryl Jackson tries to drive to the net. He gets stick check balls loose. Iroquois with it now. Both teams go for a line change. And that's Dockstader for Iroquois. Dockstader throws it into the middle. To Nancy Coke. Soft shot there. No problem for Cheesebro. Quickly moves it up to Dumont. Dumont waits for his men to get off for a line change. He goes for a line change himself. Throws it to Claire Donnelly. Donnelly to Blake Kenny. Kenny sidearm shot. Shoots. Gets his own rebound. Shoots again. Lazur with the lag save. Ball's loose, four guys after it. Craig Atwood's going to scoop it up now, and here come the Ironmen. Turf Dogs trying the full court press. Atwood's forced to give it away. Turf Dogs still pressing. Iroquois has it at the top. They scoop that, shoots, and scores on a broken play there. Blue Hill. That was a nice little scoop pass. Didn't look like anything was going to happen. And Blue Hill threw a bomb right through the legs of Cheeseboro. one nothing Iroquois. Both teams are looking good in the first four minutes. First three minutes, rather. We still got 11.56 to go in the first quarter. As we mentioned at the top of the hour, huge game for both teams. If Iroquois wins, they are in the postseason. They have only won two games all year. And uh, their third victory actually was last night. And if they win again today, they'll have won more games this weekend than they did all year. Or tied with the amount that they won all year, rather. But if they win, they are in, and the Barry Blizzard are out. Both of them are fighting for the final playoff spot. Ball's loose off the draw. Bergsma with it. Throws it far side to Dumont. All the turf dogs go for a change. Dumont's got no help. He'll be forced to wait. Throws it off to Scott DeFrancesco. DeFrancesco drives in the net. Ball's loose into the corner. Turf Dogs scoop up the rebound. No reset, though. It didn't hit the net. DeFrancesco 
underarm shot goes off the post. That resets the clock. Turf Dog's ball. Todd Collins with it. He spins. Throws it out to Shane Scott. Shane Scott, he's got one man to beat. Turf Dogs have isolated him. Two Iroquois come out, though, and Shane Scott's forced to dish it out. He throws it over to Koger. Koger beats his man, shoots, misses the net. Iroquois gets that rebound. Stick check on the side by Collins. Ball's loose. Koger picks it up. And Turf Dogs are slowly moving it past center. Tangay throws it in the corner. Over to Pete Rennie. Rennie to Tangay. Shoots and scores. Nice play there. Not sure who that was cutting through. That happened so quick. Let me see if I can get the back of the jersey here. One of the Turf Dogs was cutting through the net. And that was Daryl Jackson. Nice play there. He cut through. Got the pass. Threw it in the back of the net quicker than it ended up in his stick. Nice quick stick there. And it's 1-1 with 10-17 left in the first quarter. Back and forth action so far in the first five minutes. Iroquois wins the draw. Goes there, shoots right off the post. Almost a chance right off the draw. Travis Hill. Turf Dogs on a two-on-two. Iroquois catches up, and Turf Dogs are forced to break out. Russ Bolton, huge sidearm shot saved by Lazor. Iroquois throws it away, though, and Bergsman scoops it up. Not sure who they were passing to there, but right into Bergsman's stick. Turf Dogs go the other way. Pete Rennie with the assist there. Nice pass. Able to find Jackson cutting through. Nice look. Turf Dog still with it. Ten seconds left on the shot clock. They need to get something off here. Claire Donnelly throws to DeFrancesco. DeFrancesco with a shot wide. Ironman ball. DeFrancesco knocks it loose, though. They're going to get a fresh 30. Good child with it. Good child throws it down to Tangay. He fans on the pass. Goes into the corner, but Tangay and DeFrancesco are all over the Ironman trying to get the Lucy, and they do. Great play there to get the ball back. Turf Dogs are really trying the full court press. Iroquois is going to get a retaliation penalty on that one. And Turf Dogs have six men on the floor. Big wind up by Shane Scott, saved by Lazor. We'll see what the call is in here. I think it was a slashing penalty. We'll see what the ref calls. Roughing penalty. Could have called him on anything there. He was getting hammered in the corner. That's Jason Henhawk heading to the box. Or Sorry, my apologies. That's uh, Justin Gill heading to the box. He got hammered in the corner by two Durf dogs and took a retaliation penalty. They're both clean hits, but he didn't like it. Silly penalty there, and we'll see a Turf Dogs power play. Shane Scott with a big wind up there. Another save by Lazor. One of these are going to go in for Shane Scott. That's his third bomb of a shot. Hasn't been able to score yet. Iroquois comes down the other way. Nice hustle. That's Elijah Printup. Throws it off to Mike Atwood. Mike Atwood shoots and scores on the spin move shorthanded. 
didn't even look like he was going to shoot. Did a little spin, got the shot off, and beat Cheeseboro. Cheeseboro has looked a little rough in the first few minutes here. He hasn't played in a while, though, so hopefully he's just getting the cobwebs out. Short-handed goal by the Iroquois Ironman, and it is 2-1. Mentioned the assist there to pin up. He actually had the winning goal last night in overtime when the Iroquois Ironman defeated the, excuse me, the Brampton Inferno. Elijah Printup was the hero last night. The biggest goal he'll score all season to keep the Iroquois Ironman's playoff hopes alive. As we mentioned several times already, if Iroquois wins tonight, they are guaranteed a berth in the playoffs. Durham wins the draw. They still have minute 15 left on the shot clock. Tange at the top, shoots, bounce shot off Lazor's belly. Blake Kenny gets the rebound, fresh 30 for the Turf Dogs. Shane Scott now big wind up. That was a screenshot. He almost beat Lazor, but Lazor was able to trap it with his stick. It's a fourth shot from Shane Scott, the fourth bullet shot. And I said earlier, one of these is going to start going in if he keeps shooting. And Iroquois has it. We'll see if they can get another shorthanded goal. This is Thompson. Thompson beats through two guys. Doesn't get a shot off, though. Still has it. Thompson dipsy doodles through two more guys. Shoots. Misses the net. Jerome Thompson. Looks like a little water bug down there. Beating everybody. Thompson again with a shot. Beats Cheeseboro, but off the post. Cheeseboro's got to get his head into this game. He has not been looking good so far. He's adjusting his mask right now. Hopefully that'll help him. Ten seconds left in the Turf Dogs power play. We'll see if they can get one more shot off. Blake Kenny has it out high. Throws it down to St. John. Big shot by St. John. Lazur's not fooled. Lazur has it behind his net now. Throws a huge bomb all the way to the other end. It went to nobody, but good hustle by the Ironman player. And he's, uh, looks like he was going to get the ball, but referee Brent McCauley is going to blow the whistle down. That was an interesting play there. Jake Lazur threw the ball all the way to the other end. Looked like he was going to no one. Looked like a silly play, but... All of a sudden, Jamison, out of nowhere, hustled his way down, beat the two turf dogs that were going for the ball. Great play by Jamison, but there was a penalty at the other end. Scott DeFrancesco is going to sit down for two, and we are going to see an Iroquois power play now. There is a TV timeout, so we are going to go to a timeout as well. Stay tuned for more Sealax League action. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. I'm Brad Self of Nationwide Lacrosse, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to Lax Live Friday nights. It's the only show that goes one-on-one with the top lacrosse analysts in the game. Huge week here for the Washington Celts coming up, but they got a big win against the Toronto Rock last week. How vital was that win for their season? Obviously, they've had their struggles throughout the season. And Chris Hall back, I think, was a huge step for them. Lax Live Radio, the program... That started it all. Marissa and Jemmy from Inlax We Trust talks each week with the people who report on and shape the game. Two of the top teams in the league. What's your prediction for that game? Arizona State's really struggling with their offense. It's Friday nights at 6 p.m. on the Lacrosse Radio Network. It's brought to you by Destiny Lacrosse. 
All right, and welcome back to GM Center in Oshawa. I'm Scott Arnold for the Lacrosse Radio Network, and you're listening to the Iroquois Ironmen versus the Durham Turf Dogs live Canadian Lacrosse League action. The Iroquois Ironmen are on a power play right now. Durham just took an unsportsmanlike conduct. It was Russ Poulton. We didn't really see what happened. It was down at the far end, but he is off for two. Durham has the ball, though. Actually, they're giving them coincidentals. They just put the other penalty up on the board. I can't see the penalty box from my angle, so there's actually uh, two guys in there. They called a slashing call on uh, Turf Dogs. That's actually Scott DeFrancesco who's in the box. He got the slashing call. And for Iroquois, it is Travis Hill with the unsportsmanlike. So coincidental penalties at the far end. Durham shoots and scores. Nice play there. Side of the net. Looks like that was Shane Scott flying in there. Unbelievable speed there. And that was definitely Shane Scott. He was at the side of the net. He had two guys on him. All of a sudden, he spun in free, dove across the crease, and it went in right down on the far side, right under Lazur's stick. Great goal, and we are tied at two. Ball's loose off the draw. Dumont and Colger battling it out with Craig Atwood. Colger comes out with the ball. He throws it off to Bergsma. Told you Shane Scott was going to get a goal. Fortunately, I was incorrect in the way he was going to score. I thought one of his bullet goals... One of his bullet shots was going to go in, but this one was even better to watch. Diving through the crease. Unreal. And we got a delayed penalty on the Iroquois. Turf Dogs goalie is out. Four seconds left on the shot clock, though. they got to get something off. Bergsmont cuts in that. Shoots. Lazor with the save. And it's going to be a high-sticking call for Iroquois. And we'll see four-on-three action for the next 26 seconds. Great game so far. And the crowd, unbelievable crowd. They are being treated to some great lacrosse. Biggest crowd we have seen at GM Center all year. If you want to follow the action on Twitter, you can also go to at ScottArnold12. That is my Twitter handle. Or at Lax Radio Network. And that is the network's Twitter handle. And you can ask me any questions about any of the players or add any comments about the game so far today. Shane Scott shoots and scores. That time it was a bullet from the outside. Unbelievable. As I was saying, if you want to add any comments into the game, you can uh, send us a tweet. We'll check them in between quarters and at halftime. And we'll try to get back to everybody who writes in. Shane Scott's second goal in a row. That's a power play marker. 3-2 Turf Dogs. I'd be interested to see who does have the hardest shot in the league. I wish they had a hard shot competition like they do in the NHL. And uh, they used to have it in the NLL as well. Haven't seen that in a few years. But that was an unbelievable shot. I was saying at the start of the game, look out for Shane Scott's bullet shot. And Jake Lazor did not see that one bit. Huge windup from the right side and just blew right by him. Ball is loose behind the Durham net. Four guys are in there. Now Cheeseboro comes out of his net to try and play it. That could have been a back-in call, but 
Brent McCauley, I thought he was going to call it right after I said that there. He thought he might have heard me up in the booth here, but he is going to call an interference call to the Iroquois and give the ball to Durham. It's going to be Scott DeFrancesco hustling down. He fakes the pass, hangs onto it, goes into the corner. Throws it to Shane Scott off the bench. Shane Scott, one man to beat. He's right at the net, shoots, goes wide into the corner. And that is an over and back call on Durham. Speaking of over and back, make sure you tune in to Monday's episode of Over and Back. My guest will be Corey Vitarelli of the Rochester Nighthawks and Peterborough Lakers, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Lacrosse Radio Network. Iroquois looking to set something up. One thing about Iroquois is they don't stand still. They got guys cutting the entire time. Jerome Thompson with a far shot. Cheesebro with the save there. He had a shaky start, but he's looked good on the last few shots. John St. John shoots it. It goes wide over the, over into the mesh. And Iroquois will get the ball again. Back and forth action. We haven't seen a game like this all year. Great lacrosse. I thought last uh, well last week there was no home game. They were in Barrie, Durham was. But the week before, when I was calling the Oshweekin uh, Demons versus Turf Dogs game, unbelievable game there. But this one might top it. Mitch Dumont is hammered to the ground. And Iroquois recovers. That was Tory Van Every. Mitch Dumont was going to start coming up. It looks like he's hurt there. He started coming up the floor. And Van Every, clean cross-check hammered him to the ground and Dumont is going to go off. He is holding uh, holding something. He goes right to the bench or right to the dressing room, sorry. So we'll see if the captain, Mitch Dumont is alright. The trainer is following him down the hallway. Huge hit there. One of the best clean hits I've seen in a long time. I don't like to see anybody go down, especially a turf dog but wow. Huge hit by Van Every. you got to give him props for that one. Iroquois with it. Shoots off the post. That was Elijah Johns. He cut right to the net like a, uh, I won't say a bat out of hell, but that was the only thing that came to my head. Doesn't make sense in lacrosse terms, but you know what I mean. He barreled through two guys to get that shot off. I'm not a big meatloaf fan or anything like that, so I'm not sure why that was in my head. Must have came on in the car on the way up as I was rocking to the Wolf Peterborough radio station I had on. They like to play those tunes. My buddy Pete Dalladay, he calls the Peterborough Lakers games in the summer, so I usually listen to, uh, he's not on the Wolf anymore, he was on last summer. I used to be his guest every week before the Peterborough Lakers games, so I usually listen to the Wolf or the crews out of Peterborough, his two stations. So, meatloaf must have been in my head here. Ball is loose, and Iroquois is going to pick it up. Iroquois goes for a line change. Elijah Prince up. He's waiting for some help. Finally, some guys come off the bench. Jerome Thompson cuts to the net, shoots. Cheesebro with the save. Jerome Thompson has been unbelievable this game. He's had some fancy moves, cutting to the net real well today. And last minute they'll play as the Turf Dogs enter the offensive zone. Nice fake there. I'm not even sure who that is as he's got five guys all over him. That was Blake Kenny. Cut through the whole pile. 
full Eric Ironman team was on him. He let loose a backhand shot, though, that went wide. That's the 30-second buzzer. We still are, sorry, yeah, it was the 30-second buzzer. We still have 31.6 seconds left on the game clock. The Durham Turf Dogs are leading the Iroquois Ironman by a score of 3-2. to two. Iroquois pulled their goalie to get the extra attacker. They'll slow it down, look for one last shot. The shot clock and the game clock are matching at 13 seconds. Working it around the outside. That's Van Every. Van Every throws it down to Jason Henhock. Out to the top, big shot there. Oh, I don't know about that. John or Brent McCauley, the ref's calling that a goal. If we had video replay, I'm not too sure about that. Iroquois, they dropped a bomb from the outside. Blue Hill, the beauty shot from the outside. It bobbled off Cheeseboro, kind of trickled on the line. Tangay for the Turf Dogs, he dove for it. I don't know if you saw that play last week in the National Lacrosse League. It was all over Sports Center. I think it was their number one play on the top ten where uh, Manny, Brent Manny, he dove for it and kept it out. They had to go upstairs and look at the replay about 15 times. It looked exactly like that play. I'm right on the goal line from my angle, and I think Tangay saved that one. But referee McCauley puts his hands up. No video replay, so that will be called a goal. And at the end of the first quarter, it's the Durham Turf Dogs 3, the Iroquois Ironmen 3. We're going to cut to a commercial, but stay tuned. We'll be back with more Canadian Lacrosse League action. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to NCAA, CLAX, NALL, and MILA game broadcast at the Lacrosse Radio Network, the home of Lacrosse Audio. Vanek in transition, shoots and scores! The only place where you can follow NCAA Division III, the Canadian Lacrosse League, North American Lacrosse, Quebec Senior Lacrosse League, and Midwest Lacrosse Association. Shot score, Mendez! A side angle shot and Tony Mendez breaks the ice. Also the home to unique lacrosse programming that you just can't get anywhere else. Listen every day at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. Block on the way in. Goalie out. Score! Another goal for the Mustang. The Lacrosse Radio Network. This is Kyle Swanson, the Washington Stout, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Wilmot Wild Junior C Ontario Lacrosse Association Western Conference finalists in 2011 are now on the Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to the Wild four times this season through June and July for the best Junior C lacrosse action you just can't find anywhere else. Listen at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. The Wilmot Wild on the Lacrosse Radio Network. The best radio, not on radio. RadioExiles.com. Radio gone underground from parts unknown. I'm not receiving a detectable frequency. Radio Exiles. The best collection of professional podcasters, 100% FCC free. RadioExiles.com. Listen to Boxla Beat Tuesday nights. It's the place to follow the world of Boxla Cross. Do you mind? 
and we're back for second quarter Canadian Lacrosse League action. It's the Iroquois Ironmen here in town in Oshawa taking on the Durham Turf Dogs. Tied at three, but I think it should be 3-2. I don't think that last goal was in. But you can't change the referee's mind, and there's no video replay, so that goal will definitely stand. Ball is loose in the corner. Let's see who comes out with it. McCauley, the ref, blows it down. He's going to give it to the Turf Dogs. Yeah, that last goal was just with a couple seconds left. Blue Hill was given the goal. It uh, went off Durham's goalie. Cheesebro trickled. I don't think it passed the line. I'm literally right on the goal line from my angle. It looked like Tyler Tange from the Turf Dogs. He dove in to try and keep it out of his team's net, and I think he did keep it out. But McCauley, the ref, he's got the same angle from the other side. He said uh, it was a goal, and that's why we're... We're here tied at three. Iroquois with it. Both teams going for a line change. Turf Dogs are still trying the full court press. I like that move. Mitch Dumont's back on, so his injury mustn't have been uh, too severe. If you're just joining us, he got hurt. Clean hit last period there. And he went right to the dressing room. Tori Van Avery hammered him. And uh, Mitch Dumont, the captain of the Turf Dogs, went right to the dressing room, followed by the trainer. But he is back out now, so we're glad to see him. Turf Dogs ball as they bring it up. Both teams getting some fresh legs. Speaking of Dumont, that's him with the ball now. He's going to throw it off, though, before he goes for a line change. Finds Blake Kenny off to the side. Kenny with one man to beat. Dishes off to Shane Scott. Shane Scott already has two goals tonight, including a power play goal. Shane Scott spinning. Dives through, shoots. Lazor with the save. Nice spin move by Shane Scott. He was right at the top of the crease for that shot, but couldn't beat Lazor, and we're still tied at three. This has been a great lacrosse game so far. Very important game for both teams. If Iroquois wins, they get into the postseason. If Durham wins, they move up into second place. Right now, there's a log jam for second place with four teams. But if Durham wins, they will move into sole possession, and we'll have to wait and see what happens tomorrow between the Barry Blizzard and the Toronto Shooting Stars. That's a 2 p.m. afternoon matinee. Koger with it. Koger bulldozes his way through to the net. Misses the shot, though. It goes wide. Lazur steps out. He throws it down. Finds Mike Atwood. Koger's all over him, though. This full-court press worked this time. And Turf Dogs are going to get a two-on-one. Mark Jackson, he tries to find St. John on the far side. Pass was a little high. Iroquois quickly going to bring it down. No, I'm loving that full-court press. That time it worked there, and they almost had a... Great scoring opportunity. Chris Atwood with it now. He throws it far side. Kyle Jamison, huge wind up. Cheesebro with the save. Cheesebro throws it all the way down to Collins. Collins waits for some help. He's by himself. Finds Shane Scott off the bench. Shane Scott goes far side to Blake Kenny. Blake Kenny bulldozes his way through now. 
Unfortunately, the ball's loose. The Iroquois is going to get the other way. Breakaway right now for Chris Atwood. Fakes it off the shoulder at Cheeseboro. Back and forth action. Said this several times tonight, but this has been such a good game. Shane Scott shoots and scores. Unbelievable play for the hat trick. Collins had it for the Turf Dogs at the far side. He was able to find Shane Scott on the crease. I don't know how he saw him over there, but Shane Scott took the ball, took two steps towards the net, diving goal again, and we are back to a one-goal lead for the Durham Turf Dogs. Shane Scott with the hat trick. He's had two goals in tight just like that, cutting, cutting right at the top of the crease, dragging his foot just to make sure he keeps out. And then he had a bullet shot as well last quarter. So three goals already here. And we are only about 18 minutes into this game. So a lot of game left. We'll see how much he ends up with. His game high so far this season is five goals. He got that earlier in a loss a couple months ago. Iroquois wins the draw. They're going to quickly move it down. Big shot from the outside, Justin Stevens. Cheeseboro with the save. And here comes Durham the other way. Russ Poulton. Russ Poulton leaves it for Shane Scott. Shane Scott throws it to Tangay. He cuts to the net. Tangay shoots. Misses the net. Great chance there. Pete Rennie's trying to get the ball. He does now. Tries to find Tangay. Ball goes off the boards. Oh, huge high stiff there on Jackson. And that's going to be a penalty for sure. Craig Atwood doesn't like that call, but give your head a shake, Atwood. That was a dirty, dirty hit. You could even give that a hit from behind. He's yelling at McCauley for some reason. It's a stupid penalty for a stupid play, and he slams the door to boot. I don't mind when guys argue when it's a bad penalty, but, man, you should have got five for that, Atwood. That was a terrible hit. I'm fired up now, folks. I hate seeing dirty hits like that. And I hate seeing players argue about their dirty hits. Suck it up and run to the box. Durham. Blake Kenny. Down to the side. DeFrancesco. He tries to quick stick it. Ball goes loose. Ball's still loose. Shane Scott scoops it up now. Fresh 30. Over to Tangay. Tangay and Shane Scott playing some catch. Shane Scott fakes the windup, throws it to Tangay. Over to Blake Kenny on the other side. Shane Scott now with it. Big windup bounce shot right into Lazor's belly pad. Lazor just whips it down to the other end. Nobody was there. We saw that play earlier when there was an Ironman uh, kind of hustling for the ball, but this time literally nobody was there. And we'll see the Turf Dogs go the other way. Fresh 30. DeFrancesco has it at the side of the crease. Fakes the shot. Throws it out to Tangay at the top. Tangay, big wind-up. Shoots. Lazor with the save. He didn't have to move much there. It was right off his belly pad. DeFrancesco intercepts the pass. They're going to call checking in the crease, it looks like. Cheesy call there, I think. DeFrancesco's not arguing with the ref, but definitely talking to him. And I don't mind it uh, this time. I was mad at Atwood for talking to the ref, but this one here, they're calling it interference. 
DeFrancesco's mad at himself. He just hit himself uh, in his helmet there with his glove. He's kind of frustrated. That's a tough call to take when your team's on the power play. Basically, Lazor, the goalie, had it. He was trying to whip it down to the far end. DeFrancesco reached his stick. Might have just crossed through the plane of the crease there, but referees uh, thought it definitely crossed, and he sits down for two, and we're going to see some four-on-four -four action. Turf Dogs win the draw. They're going to hustle down. Bolton to Koger. Three-on-two. Koger pulls out. Finds Pete Rennie. Pete Rennie slows it down. Shoots and scores. Nice play there by Mitch Dumont. Wasn't ready for that one. He just threw it down to the crease. Dumont, bad angle. Didn't think anything was going to become of that. And he just whipped the sidearm. Terrible goal if you're Jake Lazor. Should have had that one, but I don't think he uh, thought Dumont was going to shoot. They were slowing it down, waiting for a line change. Rennie went for a line change, threw it down to Dumont, and they said, bad angle shot right through the legs. We got a 5-3 Turf Dogs lead with 8-10 left in the second quarter. Iroquois wins the draw cleanly. They're going to go on to the power play now as Atwood's penalty expires. Iroquois slowing it down. Jerome Thompson with it at the top. Throws it over to Atwood. They're just working it around, using all five guys here. Jerome Thompson shoots, beats Cheesebro, but it goes off the post and out of play. And we've got a TV timeout here, so we are going to cut to a commercial break as well. The Durham Turf Dogs are leading the Iroquois Ironmen in Canadian Lacrosse League action by a score of 5-3. to three. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to Lax Live Friday nights. It's the only show that goes one-on-one -on -one with the top lacrosse analysts in the game. Huge week here for the Washington Celts coming up, but they got a big win against the Toronto Rock last week. How vital was that win for their season? Obviously, they've had their struggles throughout the season. And Chris Hall back, I think, was a huge step for them. Lax Live Radio, the program that started it all. Marissa and Jemmy from In Lax We Trust talks each week with the people who report on and shape the game. Two of the top teams in the league, what's your prediction for that game? Arizona State's really struggling with their offense. It's Friday nights at 6 p.m. on the Lacrosse Radio Network. It's brought to you by Destiny Lacrosse. This is John Galloway of the Rochester Rattlers, and you're listening to Lacrosse Radio Network. If you're just tuning in, you're, this is Canadian Lacrosse League action, and the Durham Turf Dogs are leading the Iroquois Ironmen 5-3. to three. It's Iroquois' ball in the offensive zone, just waiting for the ref to blow it in. 50 seconds left on the Iroquois power play. Atwood has it now. He's playing some catch with Jerome Thompson. Iroquois. Working it around to all five guys, just playing some catch here, waiting for the perfect opportunity. No cutters, though. They're just working it around the outside. Turf Dogs are getting sick of that, and they pressure them now. Ball's loose. Turf Dogs get the Lucy. Huge hit there. 
Ball's loose again, but this time Dumont gets it for the Turf Dogs. He's got no help with them. He's forced to circle around the net. Another huge hit. That's Tori Van Every. He has been a beast out there. That's who injured uh, Dumont briefly earlier on in the game. He is a large, large man, and he is making his presence felt. Just rocking guys out there. We're back to even strength. Shane Scott finds Francesco right out of the box. Francesco to St. John off the side of the post. Ball's out of play. And they're going to give it back to the Turf Dogs. Fresh 30. Francesco throws out to St. John. St. John fakes the windup, cuts to the net, shoots. Goes off Lazor's shoulder. Lazor throws it up to his man. That's Kyle Jamison. Jamison finds Dockstader off the bench. To Atwood. Chris Atwood tries to shoot it. It's blocked. Ball's loose. Should have been an over and back call. Ref waves it off. Interesting call there. Definitely over and back. But regardless, the 30-second shot clock is going to expire and it's going to be Turf Dog's ball anyway. Tange to Shane Scott. Shane Scott shoots. They got that ball quickly down the floor. Tic-tac-toe. Shane Scott got hammered after he shot it there. He almost had his fourth of the night. Iroquois looks to set something up now. Mike Longboat. Mike Longboat beats two guys, cuts to the net. Oh, I thought that was going to be an unbelievable goal. They call it crease. He did a switch hand diving shot there. And uh, Brent McCauley, the referee, was right on the doorstep. He says no goal. And Durham's going to take it the other way. DeFrancesco. DeFrancesco waiting for his men to get off the bench, getting some fresh legs out there. DeFrancesco still with it. Goes far side now to Bergsma. Bergsma with the shot. Lazur is getting fumbled up there. He doesn't know where the ball is. One of his teammates has to come in and help it out, help him out. That's Elijah Printup, the hero of last night's game. He had the OT winner 32 seconds into the game against the Brampton Inferno to give Iroquois the victory. That one looked like a crease, and we might have called out a goal. We got a little scrap going behind the net. Gloves are off for the Turf Dog player. Brent McCauley put his hands in the air, though, to signal a goal. They're going to call out a goal and give out a couple penalties. Interesting play there. One of the Ironmen took a wild shot from the outside right at the buzzer. Big crowd came in. During the crowd, uh, well, everyone was kind of getting in there. McCauley put his arms up, signaled a goal. Didn't look like it was in there. Looked like he was in the crease. But McCauley, I don't know. He's an experienced ref. He's been around the game for a while. He's talking to his two uh, assistant officials there, and all three of them put their hands up and signaled a goal down now in unison. I have never seen that before. Little synchronized refereeing. They're going to go over and explain to the coaches what went on. And that is definitely a goal. 5 4 turf dots. We'll have to see who got that one. And there's still some confusion now. McCauley's still putting his hands up, signaling a goal over to the benches. And this is uh, not sure what's going on here. This is very interesting. Everyone's kind of running around. Now we're ready for the face-off at center. They blow it in. It's a strange turn of events there. Strange play. 
Iroquois wins the draw. Jerome Thompson with it. He's got two guys all over him. Forced to pull out to the corner. That was number 43 they gave the goal to, Mike Atwood. Assist to Jake Lazor. So that's how quick it happened. Jake Lazor had it, whipped it down like he normally does, threw it all the way down, and it looked like Atwood caught it in the crease. The whistle blew. Big scrum ensued behind the net. And then uh, McCauley put his hands up. And we're going to see four-on-four four action as two guys went off for roughing. Shane Scott with it now. Beats his man. Dives across the crease. Shoots Lazor with the save. Shane Scott has tried that move about four times tonight. It's worked twice. He is playing a great game. He has three goals. The other one was a bomb from the outside. Cassell has it. Over the right side to Shane Scott. They're isolating him. He's got one man to beat. Spins by. Chrysler's all over him, though. Throws it off to Kenny, and Shane Scott goes for a line change. Referee blows it down, calls it a moving pick on DeFrancesco. DeFrancesco uh, had some words with the ref, and looked like he was going to get a penalty here, but they're going to send an, iron, uh, an Ironman off. That's Elijah Print up. He's going to go off for two. Didn't see what happened on there. Just saw DeFrancesco talking to the ref. Thought he was, might have been getting an unsportsmanlike contact, but I think he was just confirming that uh, Printup was going to go to the box for two. So must have been an infraction on uh, DeFrancesco. Printup must have gave him a little whack there down at the far side. And we are going to see four-on-three action. Shane Scott, Collins, Blake Kenny and St. John are on the floor right now for Durham. Huge wind-up by Shane Scott. It goes wide. Rebound right out to Kenny. To St. John. Over to Collins. Collins to Shane Scott. Big wind-up. Shoots. Lazor with the save there. And Lazor whips it all the way down trying to find a man. He does. Shane Scott is going to take a penalty on that play there. That's a tough penalty, but... Kind of had to do it. Lazor found a man deep. He found Travis Hill, and he would have had a breakaway. Hill's a dangerous man, and Shane Scott's going to get called on the holding. He mauled Hill to the ground. Tough penalty in the heat of the moment. Probably would have did the same thing. Sorry, that's Blake Kenny, not Shane Scott. But uh, yeah, good penalty to take there to save a goal which I think would have been a goal anyway. Hill would have had a breakaway from about five feet out. And the refs are discussing something again. Five minutes. Good, just went up on the board. That's got to be a mistake. The refs over talking to the timekeeper. No way that was worth five minutes. Now they switched it down to two. I was going to say, that was a, definitely a penalty, but not worth five minutes there. Three-on-three three action. Now it's four-on-four. Four. The two coincidental penalties are done. Jackson and Atwood had the coincidental penalties for roughing after that last play. And now it's four-on-four four for about another minute. Iroquois with it. Big shot by Atwood. It goes off the glass. Turf Dogs are going to quickly bring it up. Two-on-one. Bolton. Colton decides to take the shot. It goes off the pad of Lazor right out to Coger. Fresh 30 on the clock. 
Koger's going to head off. Throws it to Bergsma, though, before he goes to the line change. Bergsma out to DeFrancesco. DeFrancesco is isolated on the left side. One man to beat. Spins. Oh, he tries to go far side to Goodchild, but that was intercepted by Hill. Hill throws it all the way down. Didn't have a teammate there. Ball's loose. Bergsma is fighting for it with Van Every. Van Every wins that one. Throws it down to Chris Howard. Chris Howard shoots. Ball goes wide, but he gets hammered after that shot. Russ Polton hammered Atwood. The refs are blowing their whistle. Cheesebro's got some helmet troubles. He's going to adjust that. So we'll have a brief timeout. The Durham Turf Dogs are leading the Iroquois Ironmen 5-4 to four with 1.38 left to go in the second quarter. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to Canadian Lacrosse League action right here on the Lacrosse Radio Network. Iroquois really slowing things down. Jerome Thompson has it at the top. He's just standing there. They're waiting for their man to come out of the box. That's what they're doing. Now they have a power play for 30 seconds, but only 10 left on the shot clock. They're being very patient with it. Chris Atwood. Over to Jerome Thompson. Thompson, big wind-up. It goes wide there. Nice little play. Cheeseboro, no problem on the shot. Ball's in the corner. Three guys fighting for it. Pops loose. Last minute of play in the first half. Iroquois comes out with the ball. Jerome Thompson with it again. Shoots. Nice glove save by Cheesebro. Iroquois with the rebound, though. That's Hill. Hill takes it down to the corner. We're back to even strength. Kenny comes back on. Chris Atwood cuts to the net. Shoots. Cheesebro with another save. After a shaky start, he's looking great in these last few minutes of the first half. Finds Shane Scott off the bench. Scott beats Lazor, but it goes off the post. Bissell with the rebound. This is so quick, I can't even keep up to the action. Unbelievable game here at the GM Center in Oshawa, Ontario. 20 seconds left in the first half. Blake Kenny looks up at the clock, sees that he has 15 seconds. Comes off a Tangay pick. No room, though. Another pick by Tangay. Kenny rolls off the pick, tries to find Tangay, cut into the net, ball goes loose and into the corner. Two seconds left, Iroquois just throws it down, and that'll do it for the first half. The Durham Turf Dogs are leading the Iroquois Ironmen 5-4. to four. This is a huge game if you're just joining us. Very big game for both teams. If the Iroquois Ironmen can win today, they will guarantee themselves a berth in the playoffs. If the Durham Turf Dogs win, they will move into sole possession of second place, and then they will have to wait to see how the shooting stars from Toronto do against the Barry Blizzard tomorrow. We're going to cut to a quick break, but we'll be back to recap the first half. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to NCAA, CLACS, NALL, and MILA game broadcasts at the Lacrosse Radio Network, the home of Lacrosse Audio. Vanek in transition, shoots and scores! The only place where you can follow NCAA Division Three, the Canadian Lacrosse League, North American Lacrosse, Quebec Senior Lacrosse League, and Midwest Lacrosse Association. Shot score, Mendez! A side angle shot and Tony Mendez breaks the ice. Also the home to unique lacrosse programming that you just can't get 
anywhere else. Listen every day at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosseradio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. Block on the way in. Goalie out. Score! Another goal for the Mustang. The Lacrosse Radio Network. This is Kyle Swanson, the Washington Stealth, and you're listening to the Cross Radio Network. The Wilmot Wild Junior C Ontario Lacrosse Association Western Conference finalists in 2011 are now on the Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to the Wild four times this season through June and July for the best Junior C lacrosse action you just can't find anywhere else. Listen at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosseradio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. The Wilmot Wild on the Lacrosse Radio Network. To the best radio, not on radio. Radioexiles.com. Radio gone underground from parts unknown. I'm not receiving a detectable frequency. Radio Exiles. The best collection of professional podcasters. 100% FCC free. Radioexile.com. Listen to Boxla Beat Tuesday nights. It's the place to follow the world of box lacrosse. Stu Montour, the head coach of the Oswegian Demons. Similar to hockey, right? Obviously because of the front door and uh, the back door uh, type style of play. Steven Stamp of IL Indoor goes one-on-one with three Boxville players every week. We're joined by a young goaltender who's been making waves in the National Lacrosse League. Evan Kirk, thanks for calling in to Boxville. I think I'd rather play with a team that has, you know, that drive in them rather than just to, to be there with a, a, a lot of big names. Sealax. NLL, NALL, MSL, and WLA. Fox Beat, Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. on the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to NCAA, CLAX, NALL, and MILA game broadcast at the Lacrosse Radio Network, the home of Lacrosse Audio. Panic in transition, shoots and scores! The only place where you can follow NCAA Division Three, the Canadian Lacrosse League, North American Lacrosse, Quebec Senior Lacrosse League, and Midwest Lacrosse Association. Shot score, Mendez. A side angle shot, and Tony Mendez breaks the ice. Also, the home to unique lacrosse programming that you just can't get anywhere else. Listen every day at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. Block on the way in, goalie out, score! Another goal for the Mustang. The lacrosse. Radio Network. Welcome back, and thanks for joining me on the Lacrosse Radio Network. I'm Scott Arnold, and we are at halftime. The Durham Turf Dogs are leading the Iroquois Ironmen by a score of five to four. We'll recap the first half for you in case you're just joining us. It has been back and forth action. Shane Scott has led the way in this game. He has three goals already. Two goals as he was diving across the crease. Another one was a bullet from the outside. The second goal was a power play goal. But as I said, it has been back and forth. One of the best games I've seen so far this year. We'll go right back and recap. Iroquoireman, they opened up the scoring. Mike Atwood, or sorry, Blue Hill scored from Mike Atwood and Elijah Prince up. That opened it up three minutes into the game. And then uh, it wasn't until a couple minutes later, Durham Turf Dogs. Jackson, he ended up getting the goal. 
That tied us up at one. Then Mike Atwood, he got the goal. That was uh, from Elijah Prince up again. Iroquois took the lead briefly, two to one. That's when Shane Scott woke up. He had the natural hat trick, three goals in a row, just nine minutes apart. Two of them were in the first quarter. The other one was to open up the scoring in the second quarter. Durham would add another one The Captain Mitch Dumont. He would score on a nice feed from Pete Rennie, and Durham went up 5-2. to two. Since then, Iroquois, Mike Atwood, he got his second of the game, and then Blue Hill got his second in the game to cap off the scoring to end the first half. As I mentioned, 5-4, the Iroquois, Durham Turf Dogs are leading the Iroquois Ironmen, rather. This is the biggest game for both of these teams. It's a bigger game for Iroquois, though. They're fighting for their playoff lives. They won last night. Unbelievable game against Brampton. Brampton has been the hottest team so far in the last few weeks, anyway, in this Sealax uh, League. Brampton Inferno, they were riding a four-game win streak going into last night's game, so nobody expected Iroquois to win. But I said in my story, if you read at nlacrossewetrust.com, I wrote in that article that anything can happen when your back is up against the wall, and anything did happen. Iroquois started off, they were leading Brampton by several goals early on. Brampton woke up in the second half and took over. It looked like Iroquois were going to fold up and collapse, but they ended up tying the game again right before the end of regulation. We went into overtime. And Elijah Printup was the hero. 32 seconds into overtime, he would score for the Iroquois Ironmen. They are now in sixth place. Only six teams make it into the playoffs. So as of right now, they hold that playoff spot. But the Barry Blizzard, who are in seventh place, they have a game tomorrow. So that's why if Iroquois can manage to win and squeak out a victory this afternoon, they will be guaranteed a playoff spot. On the flip side, if the Ironmen fail to win today, they will still be in that sixth spot. But if Barry wins tomorrow, they'll be tied, and Barry will get into the playoff spot. First, the league will look at head-to-head. They are tied in the season series. Iroquois and Barry are. So then they'll look at goal differential. Barry defeated them by one goal. So one goal differential will get Barry into the playoffs. If they win tomorrow and the Ironmen lose today, there is a lot of math, and I've often joked that Sealax is going to have to hire an accountant to see who uh, is playing who in the playoffs. What we do know for sure is, is that the Niagara Lock Monsters, they have a bye into the Final Four, which will be held April 20th at the Iroquois Lacrosse Arena. The second-place team will also join them. So if Durham wins today and the Toronto Shooting Stars lose tomorrow, Durham will get that second spot, and they will move on and get a bye into the final four. If Durham loses today and Toronto loses tomorrow, that logjam at second place will remain. Right now, Brampton, Oshweekin, Durham, and Toronto are all tied for second place. And again, the head-to-head series is what the Sealax is going to look at, and they were pretty much split all season long, so then it'll go to goal to goal, goal differential. And, you know, I tried to add it up, tried to get my calculator out, but uh, it was confusing me. So I just thought, we'll wait and see how this weekend plays out. And hopefully there's not a lot of math to be involved, but we shall see.
We are going to cut to another quick commercial break. If you're just joining us, we are at halftime in Canadian Lacrosse League action. The Durham Turf Dogs are leading the Iroquois Ironmen 5-4. to four. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. Stay tuned. We will be right back. The Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to NCAA, CLACS, NALL, and MILA game broadcast at the Lacrosse Radio Network, the home of Lacrosse Audio. Vanek in transition shoots and scores. The only place where you can follow NCAA Division Three, the Canadian Lacrosse League, North American Lacrosse, Quebec Senior Lacrosse League, and Midwest Lacrosse Association. Shot score, Mendez. A side angle shot, and Tony Mendez breaks the ice. Also, the home to unique lacrosse programming that you just can't get anywhere else. Listen every day at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. Block on the way in. Goalie out. Score! Another goal for the Mustang. The Lacrosse Radio Network. This is Kyle Sorensen, the Washington Stealth, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Wilmot Wild Junior C Ontario Lacrosse Association Western Conference finalists in 2011 are now on the Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to the Wild four times this season through June and July for the best Junior C lacrosse action you just can't find anywhere else. Listen at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash lax radio. The Wilmot Wild on the Lacrosse Radio Network. To the best radio, not on radio. Radioexiles.com. Radio gone underground from parts unknown. I'm not receiving a detectable frequency. Radio Exiles. The best collection of professional podcasters. 100% FCC free. RadioExile.com Listen to Box La Beat Tuesday nights. It's the place to follow the world of Box Lacrosse. Jim Montour, the head coach of the Oshikin Demon. Um, similar to hockey, right? Obviously because of the front door and uh, back door uh, type style of play. Steven Stamp of IL Indoor goes one-on-one with three Box La players every week. We're joined by a young goaltender who's been making waves in the National Lacrosse League. Evan Kirk, thanks for calling in to Boxwood. I think I'd rather play with a team that has, you know, that drive in them rather than just to, to be there with a, a, a lot of big names. CLAC, NLL, NALL, MSL, and WLA. Boxwood Beat, Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. on the Lacrosse Radio Network. Welcome back to the GM Center in Oshawa. They have extended the halftime. They were having some difficulties with the PA system. And uh, there's a dance troupe out here, and they've extended the halftime so that the dancers could finish their Gangnam style. And uh, I'm sitting down, but I think I see uh, Stephen Stamp and Matt Carrick over there. They're doing the JVI webcast, and uh, I think they're definitely up doing some Gangnam style over on the far side. We've got Calvin Thomas for uh, the Turf Dogs. He's out playing some catch with John St. John, so... I'm not sure if John Cheeseboro is going to get yanked from the net. He played the whole first half. Very shaky start, but he, I, to me, I think he finished strong. So that'll be a very interesting move if Calvin Thompson 
gets put in net. He's a great goalie. I'm not saying that, but just an interesting move when your team is up 5-4. But why else would Thomas be out here playing catch in full gear if he wasn't going in? So we will look for that. We are going to cut to another commercial break. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to Lax Live Friday nights. It's the only show that goes one-on-one with the top lacrosse analysts in the game. Huge week here for the Washington Shells coming up, but they got a big win against the Toronto Rock last week. How vital was that win for their season? Obviously, they've had their struggles throughout the season. And Chris Hall back, I think, was a huge step for them. Lax Live Radio, the program that started it all. Marissa and Jemmy from In Lax We Trust talks each week with the people who report on and shape the game. Two of the top teams in the league. What's your prediction for that game? Arizona State's really struggling with their offense. It's Friday nights at 6 p.m. on the Lacrosse Radio Network. It's brought to you by Destiny Lacrosse. All right, we're almost set for the second half. If you're just joining us, the Durham Turf Dogs are leading the Iroquois Ironmen 5-4. to four. We're still waiting for Iroquois to come out on the floor. Durham's all set, and we'll see. It is Thomas going down into the net. Interesting play. And Cheeseboro is on the bench, so not too sure. I'll see if I can get down and ask Jonas Dirks at the end of the game uh, what that move was all about. He obviously uh, doesn't look injured. Cheeseboro doesn't. He looks unhappy. Uh, Isolated himself at the far end of the bench, and... uh, yeah, I wouldn't be too happy either. A very uh, interesting move. He played a great first half, and again, I'm not knocking on Calvin Thompson. I just think this is a very interesting move when your team is up. Cheeseboro definitely had a shaky start. He looked rough. Even I was saying that from the get-go. He let it in a few weak ones, but finished off pretty strong and was pretty good. But I guess Jonas Dirks thinks uh, not good enough. He had 26 saves in that first half. So, again, very, uh, very interesting move by the Durham Turf Dogs. To yank their goalie with the one goal lead at halftime. They're warming up Calvin Thompson down there. He looks ready to go, but this could be the spark that Durham needs to take off with this game. We are almost set for the faceoff. Referees are discussing something with the Ironman coaches. It looks like they're uh, getting into a pretty animated discussion over there. Moose Henry for Iroquois. He's pointing out something to the refs, and both of their arms are flailing. Looks like he's signaling, uh, looks like they're talking about a penalty that happened earlier. Both of them are kind of throwing up their arms, doing a little high stick motion. But now we're set 5-4. The Durham Turf Dogs are leading the Iroquois Ironmen. Second half action from GM Center is about to start. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. And here we go. Ball's loose off the faceoff. Craig Atwood scoops it up for the Ironman. He's tackled to the ground right away. That was Pete Rennie who hammered him. Ball's loose. The Iroquois gets the Lucy. Mike Atwood, he's got two goals already. Atwood. Finds Chrysler on the far side. Chrysler throws her down to Drone Thompson. Looks like it was a moving pick. And it'll be Turf Dog's ball the other way. 
Turf Dog slowly moving it up. They just lost 10 seconds on the shot clock before they even got into the offensive zone. That was Oshwikin's problem a few weeks ago. Koger with it now. John St. John off the pick. Far side, he finds Goodchild. Goodchild with the shot. I mentioned Oshwikin there a couple weeks ago in the 8-7 uh, loss to Durham. Oshwikin was taken 15, sometimes 20 seconds to get in the offensive zone, and I think that cost them the game. You only have 10, 15 seconds to you know, set up a good shot, and that's definitely going to hurt your offensive chances. Ball's loose. Koger. Koger's still going for the Lucy. John St. John comes in to help him. He gets the ball now. They move it down to Shane Scott. Shane Scott had the natural hat trick in the first half. Two of those goals were in the first quarter. The second one opened up the scoring in the second quarter. Or the third goal, rather. Blake Kenny tries to find Shane Scott on the far side. Ball goes loose. Tory Van Every. He's got it now. He's just got Bergsma to beat. He decides to pull out. Far side to Chris Atwood. Chris Atwood fakes it. Goes around Tange. Shoots. Ball goes wide. Tory Van Every's in there fighting for the Lucy with one of the turf dogs. He hammers the turf dog to the ground. I can't even see who that was because he's on the mat. Tory Van Every has had some large hits tonight. It looked like it was Claire Donnelly that he rocked. Iroquois has got a breakaway now. Nandacoke. Nandacoke shoots. Thomas with a nice save. He's tested early. Throws it up to Bergsma. Bergsma has got a man all over him. Ball's loose. Iroquois with it now. Another breakaway. Shoots right off the post. That was Elijah Johns. The Ironmen get their own rebound. They go for a line change, get some fresh legs on as Jerome Thompson slowly brings it into the corner, waiting for some help. Moves it out to Chrysler, Lloyd Chrysler. Back to Jerome Thompson, big wind up there, another save for Thomas. Thomas is looking good down there so far. Very interesting move, switching the goalies at this point in time, but we shall see if it works out. Todd Collins. Works it around the outside. Throws it out to Shane Scott. DeFrancesco shoots and scores. DeFrancesco with the bullet from the top. Nice passing play there. Durham was just working it around the outside. DeFrancesco saw the hole and let one rip right past Lazur. Just under his glove. We've got a 6-4 ball game. Durham Turf Dogs leading the Iroquois Ironmen. 11.40 left to go in the third quarter. That wasn't the hardest shot in the world, but it was one of the most accurate we've seen all game. He saw the spot, and boom. Scott DeFrancesco, beautiful goal. Iroquois wins the draw cleanly. Travis Hill. Travis Hill, one man to beat. Cuts to the net, dishes it off to Atwood. Atwood throws it out to Van Every. Van Every. Van Every with the bomb. Almost fooled Thomas, but he picked it up right before it went on the goal line. Throws it down to Shane Scott just over his head. Shane Scott almost had a breakaway there, but now he's got to chase it into the corner. He gets it now, waits for some help. 
All his teammates have gone to the bench. He's going to go to the bench now, too. Throws it off to St. John before he goes. Down into the corner to Blake Kenny. McCauley blows it down. Says Kenny was using the free arm. Travis Hill. He's got it now for the Ironmen. What a game we've seen so far. Back and forth action. Chuck Doxdater. He's got Dumont all over him. Ball's loose now. Iroquois gets the rebound, but they've got to get a shot off. Only five seconds left. Dust Nandicoke takes the wild shot from the outside. It misses, and that's a 30-second shot clock violation. Calvin Thompson, he's running out of his net now with it. So 10 feet out of his net before he dished it off to his teammate. That is DeFrancesco. He had the last goal. He's got it at the top, right where he scored from last time. Throws it over to St. John. St. John off the Tange pick. Big bullet. It goes wide. Tips off DeFrancesco's stick. And they need a shot. One second left on the shot clock. St. John just scoops it into the corner to get rid of it. And McCauley is going to signal a high stick. He's pointing over towards the Iroquois bench. Not sure about that one, but we're going to see a Turf Dogs power play. I can hear McCauley. He's uh, letting the Iroquois player know that's Elijah Johns going, and he said, you got him right in the face mask. So he must have whacked somebody as he was going to the bench because everyone seemed to be going for a line change there, but regardless, we're going to see a two-minute power play for the Turf Dogs. They're just working it around the outside. Kenny. Downloaded to Francesco. DeFrancesco moves out to the top. They're just circling around everywhere. Blake Kenny tries to find Collins in the corner. It goes up high. Collins gets the rebound, but he's got to get a shot off. He can't do it. 30 seconds goes. Iroquois quickly moves it the other way. Elijah Print up. Big shot scores. It looks like it was tipped off Shane Scott. Elijah Print up. He was pretty high. He was near the shooter circle. Wind up, and it's changed directions in midair. Shane Scott was all over him, put his stick up, and uh, I didn't hear it go off his stick, but it definitely changed directions. Unless Elijah Printoff is the only player in the world to learn how to throw a curveball, that definitely tipped off Shane Scott. From my angle, I could see it curving. Thomas was standing there, he had it, and then all of a sudden, boom, just curved a little bit to the right. Tough goal there. Short-handed marker. Turf Dogs lead the Ironmen 6-5. to five. The Ironmen win the draw cleanly, but uh, Prince up went to pass to his teammate on the bench, and it went over the glass. Turf Dogs ball. One twelve left in their power play. Blake Kenny playing some catch with Scott DeFrancesco on the left side. Kenny looking for some help. Finds Tanga, cut through, ball's loose, DeFrancesco shoots! Nice try there by DeFrancesco, ball was loose, and he quickly tried to scoop it in, went right off the post, Turf Dogs recover. Blake Kenny at the top, to Shane Scott. Shane Scott has three goals already tonight. To Kenny. Kenny can't handle the pass, it was a little, uh, little too high for him. Ball's into the corner now. Kenny fighting for it. DeFrancesco comes in to help him out. They need a shot. 
Francesco shoots, goes off the leg of Elijah Printup. And that's going to be a 30-second shot clock violation. Printup's a beast. He's not even hobbling after that one. That ball went right off his shin. Unbelievable. Whoa, and Printup there. I got a little excited, but Printup behind the play. Just a nice two-hand to Scott Francesco. No call right in front of the ref. And Iroquois is going to cut down the other way. Shoots, he scores. Nice goal there by Iroquois. There's a big pile in front of the net, about four guys. Have to wait and see who got that goal. Looks like it was Hill. I was too busy watching behind the play. And that was Mike Atwood with his third goal of the game. Behind the play, as I mentioned, huge two-hand right in front of the ref. Put my head up, ref was signaling a goal. Big scramble in front of the net, so he must have scored from in close. I just saw Mike Atwood turning around with his hands up. We got a 6-6 ball game. Turf Dogs win the draw cleanly, and they'll quickly move it up. Bergsma holds it at the top. He's looking to his bench for help. Everyone's on now. Fresh legs. That was Lloyd Chrysler with the goal. Mike Atwood was just really excited that his teammates scored, as he should be. Tie game now. And that's a 30-second shot clock violation. And Iroquois is going to move it up the other way. Lots of hustle there. Blue Hill. Blue Hill runs past Dumont. Dumont catches them, though, and hammers them off the glass. Out to Jimerson. Fakes the shot. Shoots. It goes wide. And up and over the glass. And that is a technical timeout, so we're going to go to a break as well. It is a tie game. Durham Turf Dogs 6, the Iroquois Ironmen 6. Stay tuned. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to NCAA, CLACS, NALL, and MILA game broadcast at the Lacrosse Radio Network, the home of Lacrosse Audio. Bannock in transition shoots and scores. The only place where you can follow NCAA Division Three, the Canadian Lacrosse League, North American Lacrosse, Quebec Senior Lacrosse League, and Midwest Lacrosse Association. Shot score, Mendez. A side angle shot, and Tony Mendez breaks the ice. Also, the home to unique lacrosse programming that you just can't get anywhere else. Listen every day at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. Block on the way in. Goalie out. Score! Another goal for the Mustangs. The Lacrosse Radio Network. Welcome back to GM Center in downtown Oshawa. If you are just joining us, we are all tied up. Canadian Lacrosse League action. This has been an unbelievable game so far here today. Very important game for both teams. The Iroquois Ironmen, they're going to set it up after that technical timeout. Fresh 30 on the clock. Jerome Thompson cuts the net. He shoots, and there is going to be a penalty there. McCauley needs to put his whistle in his pocket. Let these guys play. He's calling some cheesy ones today. 
I'm used to seeing that in Peterborough when the Brampton Excelsiors play the Peterborough Lakers. McCauley is a Brampton guy, so I definitely used to seeing some cheesy calls against the Lakers, but not sure uh, what he's doing here. Not knocking McCauley. Don't take it as that. Great experienced ref, but put your whistle away, sir. And we'll see an Iroquois power play as Pete Rennie heads to the box for that holding call. Chris Atwood tries to find Jerome Thompson. Far side's intercepted by the Turf Dogs. Two on one. Nice. Oh, that was uh, Russ Bolton there. Sorry. Stepped on my microphone wire. Russ Bolton tried to find uh, his man on the far side. It was Bissell with it. Bissell. Bissell shoots. Lazor with the save. Six minutes left in the third quarter, and we're tied at six. One minute left in the Pete Rennie penalty. Jerome Thompson with it at the top. Jerome Thompson throws it down into the corner. It goes up and over the glass off the mesh. Turf dogs ball. Now it's Coger. He tried to throw a big bomb down to Shane Scott. It went off the glass, and Iroquois recovers that. Lucy. And they're going to slow it down. 40 seconds left in the Iroquois power play. Chris Atwood. Playing some catch with Jerome Thompson. Thompson shoots. Big bullet. Misses the net. Goes off the glass. Turf Dogs breakaway. This is Shane Scott. Scott shoots. He scores his fourth goal of the game. Unbelievable. 7-6. Short-handed goal by Shane Scott. Jerome Thompson took a bomb from the other way. It went off the glass all the way to the other end. Shane Scott grabbed the rebound at about uh, right at the middle circle and just took off from everybody. There was two Ironman players there, but as soon as Scott got that ball, boom, he was gone. No fakes, just whipped it down low. His fourth goal of the game, 7-6, Turf Dogs lead. Five minutes left to play in the third quarter. Iroquois wins the faceoff. We'll see. I mentioned earlier Shane Scott, his season high so far, his career high actually. He got five goals in a loss earlier this season. We'll see if he can tie or even top that. Be nice to see him get the six-goal sock trick today. I've already taken my socks off to throw them on the floor. We'll see if it happens. Pete Rennie out of the box. He's got the ball. Throws it over to his bench. Scott DeFrancesco comes on. Tori Van Emery just tripped over the carpet. He recovers, though, and he's all over DeFrancesco. DeFrancesco beats him, though. Shoots! Almost through the legs of Lazor. Nice play there by Scott DeFrancesco to cut to the net. DeFrancesco's been having a great game. All the Turf Dogs have been having a great game. So have the Ironmen. One of the best Canadian lacrosse league games we've seen all season. Iroquois with it now. Blue Hill tries a circus shot. It goes wide. Little switch hand underhand. Kellen Thompson out to play it now. He's battling Hill. Thompson wins that battle. He still had a foot in the crease, so he easily won that battle. He was able to hide back in the crease. Great play there by Calvin Thomas, who came in at the second half. He replaced John Cheesebro. John Cheesebro uh, 
you know, he uh, had a great first half. He had 26 saves. Durham was leading, but Jonas Dirks decided to yank him and put Calvin Thomas in there. Interesting move. But it is what it is, and here we are with 3 minutes 41 seconds left in the third quarter. Durham Turf Dogs lead the Iroquois seven to 7-6. Ironmen are setting it up now. We've got Elijah Johns over to Travis Hill. Hill, big wind-up off the shoulder of Thomas. Chris Atwood with the rebound, fresh 30 on the clock. The Durham Turf Dog, uh, whoever's working the clock down there, is pretty quick to reset it. He reset it as soon as it hit Thomas, even though it took two seconds before it landed in the Iroquois Ironman stick. That's what happens when you're playing at home, though. Every second counts. And we might see, uh, definitely seeing a Durham penalty. I don't know if it'll be coincidental or not, but Brent McCauley again. Let them play the game, Brent. And again, I'm not knocking on the officials. When it, but when it's a game like this, put your whistle in your pocket and just let these guys play. Very cheesy call on Claire Donnelly. We'll see an Iroquois power play. Chris Atwood with it at the top. Over to Jerome Thompson. To print up. Print up. Cuts to the top. Big shot there. Scores! Elijah print up. No chance there for Thomas. He was screened. Great play by Printup. He cut to the top. He used Bazell as a screen and just launched a bomb down low on Thomas. No chance there for Thomas, and we're tied at seventh. Power play goal. You got your wish, referee Brent McCauley. The game is back to tight. I don't know if he's trying to treat these crowds to a back-and-forth game. It's back-and-forth on their own. He doesn't need to be calling these penalties. And he's just staring. Jonas Dirks is trying to get his attention. And Macaulay is just staring as if he doesn't even hear him. Jonas Dirks is going wild down there. I would be too. Still yelling at Macaulay. And Macaulay again, the big man that he is, just ignores him. I don't hear you sort of thing. And again, I'll make this clear. Not knocking the officials. Just don't really enjoy when they call these types of cheesy penalties near the end of the game. And I don't like when a ref uh, can't go over and talk to a coach and explain why he made those calls. You can clearly hear Jonas. Go over and explain to him why you made the call. Jonas is still yelling. He's telling him to pull out a rule book. I agree. Jonas just said, you blew it again. Unreal. Jonas Dirks is fired up. And rightfully so. Ironman ball. They take it down. Nice hustle by Justin Gill. He shoots. Goes off the post. Fresh 30 on the clock for the Ironman. Chris Atwood shoots and scores. That wasn't Atwood. I just noticed. I just saw the seven on the back. That was Dust Nanda Coke. Huge shot from the left side. It beats Thomas. Thomas is looking rough here. He has let in three goals already. It was 5-4. His team was leading when he went into the game. Not anymore. Actually, that's the fourth goal Thomas has let in. So it was 5-4 at halftime. It's now 8-7 for the Turf Dogs. So again, an interesting move is even stranger now. 
Not sure why Calvin Thomas got put in. I'm not uh, saying he's a bad goalie or anything. He's a great goalie, product of the Peterborough Junior A lacrosse system. But why pull out John Cheesebro when his team, you know, he had the victory, 26 saves in the first half. Interesting move. 8 7, 135 left in the third quarter. DeFrancesco with it now for the Turf Dogs. He has one man to beat, beats him, shoots, goes wide. Ball goes way off the glass, stays in play though. Tange is able to scoop it up for the Turf Dogs. No reset though, they need a shot. Huge shot from the outside, that was Collins. It goes wide. And Brent McCauley was confused there. He was almost going to give it to the Turf Dogs. I think he's a little thrown off by Jonas Dirks yelling at him, but that's what happens, uh, Mr. McCauley, when you make a terrible call. Of course, the coaches and the fans are going to be all over you, and I seem to be a little all over you, too. So uh, I'll ease up there, and uh, I'll give you a chance to redeem yourself in the last quarter here. One minute to play left in the third quarter, though, before we get to that last quarter. Ironman ball in the offensive zone. Jerome Thompson cuts to the net, shoots. He's in the crease. He dove through. Calvin Thomas gave him a little shot there. No harm done. Coger's going to move it up the other way for Durham. Coger, Blue Hills all over him. He's forced to dish it off to St. John. St. John looking for some help. He's got to go far side to DeFrancesco. DeFrancesco cuts right down the middle through two guys. He can't get to the net, though. He's got to spin around, shoots, and scores. Brown Bergsma. Scott DeFrancesco cut behind the net to get away from three Ironmen. That meant a couple players were open. Bergsma was one of them. He found him at the shooter circle. And Graham Bergsma with the bullet. And we are back tied at eight with 23.5 seconds left in the third quarter. Unbelievable game here so far. If you're just joining us, this is a very important game for both teams. It's the last regular season game for each team. If Iroquois wins, they are in the playoffs. If Durham wins, then Iroquois' fate is up to the Barry Blizzard, who play tomorrow. Iroquois win the draw cleanly, and their goalie's going to go to the bench, and we'll see a sixth attacker. Chris Howard's going to slow it down. They, they want the final shot. They don't want Durham to come back the other way on that empty net. Throws it out to Printup. Out to Howard to Printup. Printup cuts through the middle. Shoots. Big save by Thomas. He's got to die for that one. Loses his stick. Doesn't matter, though. That's going to do it for the third quarter. We are all tied up at eight. At the end of three, we're going to cut to a quick commercial break. But we'll be back with more Sealax action. I'm Scott Arnold, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. I'm Brad Self of Nationwide Lacrosse, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. A little bit of a technical difficulty there in the studio. I'm being told we're unable to throw it to a commercial break right away. Something else is going on in there. So I'm going to just quickly recap the entire game, and we'll tell you who the big guns have been. Shane Scott, he has a game high. Four goals, one assist for the Durham Turf Dogs. And on the other side, a few of the Ironmen have two goals. Blue Hill has two. Jerome Thompson has two. 
and Mike Atwood has two. This has been the best game we've seen all year. I'm being told the technical difficulties are all solved, so we are going to cut to a quick commercial break, but stay tuned for more Canadian Lacrosse League action right here on the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to NCAA, CLAX, NALL, and MILA game broadcasts at the Lacrosse Radio Network, the home of Lacrosse Audio. Panic in transition, shoots and scores! The only place where you can follow NCAA Division Three, the Canadian Lacrosse League, North American Lacrosse, Quebec Senior Lacrosse League, and Midwest Lacrosse Association. Shot score, Mendez! A side angle shot and Tony Mendez breaks the ice. Also the home to unique lacrosse programming that you just can't get anywhere else. Listen every day at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. Block on the way in. Goalie out. Score! Another goal for the Mustang. The Lacrosse Radio Network. This is Kyle Sorensen, a Washington Stealth, and you're listening to the Cross Radio Network. Welcome back to GM Center in downtown Oshawa. We are all tied at eight. We are about to start the fourth quarter here. Unbelievable back and forth action we've been treated to all night. Both teams have been strong. Neither has shown any lapses. A few goals have been decided by the referees, but we won't go there. We'll get over that, and we'll uh, give them a chance to redeem themselves here in the uh, last 15 minutes of this regulation. Iroquois win the draw cleanly. That's Jerome Thompson. Jerome Thompson. He's got turf dogs all over him. He's still got it. Throws it down into... uh, Throws it down into, I'm not sure who that is, actually, because his number's getting a little ripped off. Regardless, ball's loose now, and it's in the corner. Iroquois's going to scoop it up. Lloyd Chrysler. He already has a goal tonight. He needs to go for a line change, though, so he throws it to Blue Hill. Blue Hill dishes it off. It's going to be Kyle Jamison. Kyle Jamison in the corner. Throws at the top to Atwood. Atwood, one man to beat. He shoots and scores. Nice goal by Chris Atwood. He threw a fake up high and then went down low on Thomas, who has now let in five goals in just over one quarter of action. John Cheesebro did not let that many goals in in the first uh, half. So, again, not sure. For all I know, maybe Cheesebro is injured. He's on the bench, though, so if you're injured, uh, you know, you think you'd be uh, undressed, but we'll see if we can get down and talk to the coaches and get a little post-game interview of why they took out John Cheesebro to put in Calvin Thomas. The Iroquois Ironmen are now leading 9-8. to Atwood is last year's league-leading scorer. He had 72 points last year. He's well off his pace so far. He only has 40, uh, 40-some points. I'll see if I can pull that up, but he's uh, definitely well off his last year pace. He's got 49 points this year, so compared to his 72 from last season, he definitely won't tie his career high. 
Turf Dogs. Turf Dogs are trying to bring it in the offensive zone. Tange bobbles the pass. It goes into the corner. The Ironmen are going to get it. Jerome Thomas. Thompson. At the top. Big windup. Shoots. Thomas with the save. Turf Dogs recover the rebound. Good child. Moves it up to Dumont. Dumont's going to take it in himself. He's got Ironman all over him, though. He's got to leave it for a teammate, Tangay. Tangay throws it right back to Dumont. Dumont looking for some cutters. Finds a man at the far side. Claire Donnelly. Big shot by Donnelly. Lazor with the save. Ironman. Lloyd, Lord Chrysler. He's going to bring it up. He tries to find a man on the far side. Bobbles the pass. And now Goodchild grabs it for Durham. This has been unbelievable. Usually we see one team controlling at least a quarter of this game, but nobody has been on top. It's just been back and forth. Great, even par action. Shane Scott with it. Huge wind-up shoots and scores. Shane Scott with his fifth goal of the game. Every time... That the Durham Turf Dogs are down. Shane Scott is there to tie it back up. He's done that twice with the last two Ironman leads. Shane Scott, huge bullet. I said this at the start of the game. He's got the hardest shot in the league, and he is showing it tonight. Four beastly goals from the outside. The other two were down at the crease. Or sorry, the other, he's only got five. I'm already ahead of myself. I'm hoping he gets the six-goal sock trick. But he's had three goals from the outside, rocket shots, two of them diving through the crease. So five unbelievable goals for Shane Scott. He needs one more for the sock trick. As I said, my socks are already off. I'm ready to throw them on the floor. If you haven't heard that term yet, I heard it for the first time when Johnny Grant Jr. scored six goals early in the year. I also talked to Brad Self. They said it's a Colorado thing. Uh, Gates Brothers, I guess, used to get a lot of six-goal games, and they would call it a six-goal sock trick. So I've been calling it that all year. And that's also a segment on my show, Over and Back. So make sure you check out Over and Back, Monday, 7 p.m., live. My guest this week will be Corey Vitarelli of the Rochester Nighthawks. And we've got Durham right off the draw. Graham Bergsma. Bergsma with the breakaway. Shoots and scores right through the legs of Lazor. Great hustle there by Bergsma. Off the broken play. Ball was loose. Bergsma came out of nowhere to scoop that one up. Right through the legs of Lazor. And it is 10-9. Turf Dogs lead with 11-24 left in the fourth quarter. Referee blows the face off down, gives the ball to the Turf Dogs. Koger. Koger's a beast. He's going to bring it up by himself. Both teams still hustling out there. None of them have lost any stamina. Shane Scott now on the right side. Cut to the top. Shoots. This time Lazor is able to save it. Shane Scott looking for his sixth goal. Lazor whips it all the way down to Jerome Thompson. Jerome Thompson beats his man. He has to pull out, though. There's another turf dog waiting there. It was Shane Scott waiting at the crease for him. Koger's all over Thompson. Thompson spins around him. Fakes the shot again. Throws it out to the top. Pass is bobbled by Travis Hill. Hill gets it off the boards, though. 
ducks to the net, shoots and scores! Travis Hill, a weak shot there, and again, I'm very, really starting to question why they put Calvin Thomas in. He's a great goalie, but why are you putting him in the second half? This is might be the turning point. If Durham loses this game, it is the turning point for sure. Jonas Dirks, again, I don't know the whole story. Maybe starting goaltender John Cheesebro is injured. He doesn't look injured at all as I stare at him on the bench right now. It was 5-4 at halftime. The Durham Turf Dogs were leading the game. And then to start the second half, Tom, Thomas was in net for the Turf Dogs. So very interesting move, pulling the goalie when he had the lead. I'm going to see if I can pull up the stats at the next break and see how many shots Thomas has faced. I know that uh, 26 saves were made by John Cheesebro before he got yanked. So we'll see if we can get that. They haven't. Uh, they still have Cheesebro in net. Point streak does. Uh, that's who I'm looking at right now. But uh, if we add up the 26 saves, eight saves is what Thomas has made. So again, very interesting move. Eight saves, and he's let in I think six goals. So tough, tough call by Jonas Dirks. An interesting call, not a tough one. Just makes my head shake. Not too sure. We're gonna see coincidental penalties uh, right off the draw here. As Goodchild heads to the box, and he's going to take number 44 with him. Not on our score sheet. We'll have to wait for the PA announcer. There's been a few changes in the Iroquois lineup. A few jerseys that uh, aren't on our score sheet, but we'll see who that is. Regardless, they're going off for two minutes each. Or sorry, that's Elijah Johns, number 45. I was looking at Goodchild. My apologies. He's number 44. Two minutes each for roughing, and we'll see four-on-four four action. Durham Turf Dogs 10, the Iroquois Ironman 10. Ten minutes left to go in this fourth quarter. Jerome Thomas. Thompson spins. Nice backhand shot. Goes off the boards. Right into the Turf Dogs goalie, Calvin Thomas's stick. Thomas steps out of his crease again to play and throws it off to Koger. Koger, he finds St. John on the far side. St. John has no help with him, though. He gets rocked to the ground. Unbelievable hit there by Lloyd Chrysler. Tange with, gets the ball, though. Turf Dogs still have it. To Shane Scott. He is a dangerous man. Throws it off to Tange. Tange tries to get the shot off. It's blocked by Chrysler, who hammered one of the Turf Dogs earlier. Shot clock violation. And we'll see Iroquois go the other way. Tange. He's all over Van Every. Van Every finds a man, shoots, and scores. That looks like it was Crease, but it's Brent McCauley down there. And uh, I won't even get on him right now. That was Travis Hill with the goal, diving through the crease. If we had video replay, I don't think that was in. A few of the turf dogs are having some words with McCauley. They think it's Crease as well. And the Ironmen take another 11-10 to 10 lead. McCauley is starting to... I'm not even going to go there because McCauley, as I mentioned, he's a Brampton ref. I've seen too many terrible calls with him when the Brampton Excelsiors are playing the Peterborough Lakers. But it's 11-10 lead. The Iroquois Ironmen over the Durham Turf Dogs. 8.46 left to go in this fourth quarter. Mitch Dumont throws it over to Bissell. Bissell's got a man all over him. Ball's loose now. And the Ironmen are going to scoop up the Lucy. They'll bring it the other way. 
Iroquois bobbles the ball. Just looked like he was trying to cradle it there. Ball went loose, and Poulton was able to scoop it up. Poulton's going to take it all the way down into the corner. Poulton needs a line change. Throws it to DeFrancesco before he leaves. DeFrancesco cuts to the net. Shoots! Nice save there by Lazor. Looks like he was going to beat him through the five hole. We're back to five on five action. As Good Child and Elijah Johns come back on the floor from their roughing penalties. Ball's loose on the turf. Claire Donnelly's fighting for it. Couple Ironmen are in there now. Looks like Mike Atwood might come out with it. Coger's in to help though. Coger knocks it loose. They're still going for it. The ball has moved from the corner all the way out to center, and still nobody's been able to scoop it up. Still loose. Finally, the Ironmen are able to recover almost in their own end. Never seen that before. Justin Stevens looks for a man out top to Jerome Thompson. Back into the corner. Crease ball. That was Blue Hill trying to cut through the net. Definitely in the crease there. And Graham Bergsman is going to start off for the turf dogs. Lots of hustle there. He holds up now, finds Shane Scott far side. Big wind-up shoots this time off the shoulder. Lazor, Shane Scott's looking for his sixth goal of the game. He has tied the game up the last three, last two times that the Turf Dogs have been down. So we'll see if he can do it a third time. Won't be on this shift, though, as the Ironmen recover that rebound. Jameson. Jameson, still with it on the left side. Throws out to Atwood. Atwood, big wind-up. Thomas with the save. Rebound scooped up by Mitch Dumont. Dumont throws it down. Oh, it scores. Unbelievable. I was getting tripped up. Didn't know what was happening there. I was trying to explain what was going to go on, but I knew Atwood was going to score on the empty net, so I hesitated there. Mitch Dumont scooped up the rebound. It was going to be a back-in call. He was almost back in the crease, so he just had to swat it out. He should have just taken the back-in call. He swatted it right to Chris Atwood. Chris Atwood had the empty net to shoot in. Some strange plays here tonight. The captain, Mitch Dumont, he's shaking his head as he goes off. That's a tough play when you're thinking of the heat of the moment. Easy for me to say at the top that I would have just taken the back end, but Dumont, knowing his team was down by one, he was just thinking to try and get the ball out and avoid a possession call. So, I mean, I probably would have did the same thing in the heat of the moment. He's being a little hard on himself over at the bench there, hanging his head in shame, but... Mitch, you've had a good game so far, buddy. Not your fault there. Chris Atwood, that'll be the easiest goal that Atwood scores in his lifetime. Empty net. Thomas was there, but definitely not ready for it. He was out. He had stepped out of the net to try and get the rebound off the glass. And Dumont dove over to avoid the back end, swatted it right to Atwood technical timeouts. We're going to go to a quick break as well. The Iroquois Ironmen are leading the Durham Turf Dogs 12 to 10 with 632 left to go in the fourth quarter. I'm Scott Arnold and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to NCAA, CLACS, NALL and MILA game broadcast at the Lacrosse Radio Network, the home of Lacrosse Audio. Bannock in transition, shoots and scores. 
the only place where you can follow NCAA Division Three, the Canadian Lacrosse League, North American Lacrosse, Quebec Senior Lacrosse League, and Midwest Lacrosse Association. Shot score, Mendez! A side angle shot, and Tony Mendez breaks the ice. Also, the home to unique lacrosse programming that you just can't get anywhere else. Listen every day at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. Block on the way in, goalie out, score! Another goal for the Mustang. The Lacrosse Radio Network. I'm Brad Self of Nationwide Lacrosse, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. Welcome back, and we are underway off the face-off after that last Iroquois goal. They lead it 12-10 to over the Durham Turf Dogs with 6.25 left to go in the fourth quarter. This is the biggest deficit we've seen all night for the Turf Dogs, and we'll see if they can recover. Shane Scott... He's got it on the right side. One man to beat. Passes it over. That's Bergsma. Blake Kenny. Kenny has to pull out. Down in the corner to St. John. they got to get a shot away. Shane Scott with it now. Bounce shot. Lazor is able to trap it. And the Ironmen are going to hustle it up into the offensive zone. Down into the corner. That is Travis Hill with it. He takes a sidearm shot. It goes wide. Claire Donnelly gets the rebound off the glass. He hustles it in, but he's got four Ironmen all over him as his teammates are going for a line change. He's got to go into the corner and wait for help. That should have been a reset. You might have heard the 30-second shot going off there, but they didn't reset it. So that was from the last possession. Bergsma. Dishes it off. Koger can't handle the pass. Goes into the corner. Goodchild with the rebound. Goodchild shoots. It goes wide and into Dockstader's stick. Chuck Dockstader. Over to Chris Atwood. Chris Atwood goes for a line change. Leaves the ball for... Leaves the ball for Jason Henhock. Jason Henhock gets hammered by Bergsma into the boards. Ball's loose and Bergsma gets it. To Jackson. Turf Dogs are quickly moving it up here. Mitch Dumont. To Shane Scott. He's got tons of room. Fakes the windup. Cuts in. Shoots. Lazor with the save. The Ironmen are going to get the ball once again. Just over four minutes to play in the fourth quarter. The Iroquois Ironmen are leading the Durham Turf Dogs by two. 12 to 10 is the score. Elijah Johns. Over to Jerome Thompson. Thompson is dangerous. Tries to pass it into the corner, though. It goes up. He was trying to find print up. And Turf Dogs are going to get the ball. That one went right into the stands just below me. Hit a few empty seats in front of me. Some lucky kids uh, got their hands on it. Mitch Dumont. There's a log jam in the middle. Someone's got to get open. Pass intercepted. Iroquois got a breakaway. They slow things down, though, as St. John was caught up to him. 
Iroquois still with it. Chris Atwood cuts to the net, scores. Chris Atwood. He was getting mauled by Pete Rennie. There was a delayed call. Of course, Brent McCauley had his hand up. That one I probably would have given a penalty for, though. And Atwood has some words for Rennie after he scores that goal. The Iroquois Ironmen are leading the Durham Turf Dogs 13-10. If Iroquois can hang on, they will automatically be entered into the playoffs. So Barry Blizzard are probably on the edge of their seats right now because they are currently in the seventh spot. And if Iroquois hangs on for the win, the Barry Blizzard's playoff, Barry Blizzard, their playoff chances will be over if Iroquois can win this game. So they are probably definitely biting their nails right now in these last three minutes. Iroquois wins the draw cleanly. They're setting up a wide box, just passing it around slowly, killing some clock. Durham doesn't seem to be forcing them. Long shot there by Atwood. It goes off the glass. Ref blows it down, gives it right back to Iroquois. They got a fresh 30 now. Hill to Jameson. And they are spreading their men out quite wide right now and just playing some catch with each other, trying to kill as much clock as they can. And Durham's just letting them kill the clock. Doesn't look like they want to pressure. Coger finally goes in, pressures Jameson. Coger's all over him. Iroquois needs a shot. Atwood. Ref blows it down and looks like he's going to give Iroquois penalty, coincidental penalties. There's a little bit of hacking and whacking going on in the middle. We'll see some four-on-four -four action. The Iroquois Ironman 13, the Durham Turf Dogs 10. It does not look good for the Barry Blizzard. Barry Blizzard have one game left tomorrow, and it'll be a meaningless game, unfortunately, if these Ironmen can hang on for the victory. Incredible story by Iroquois. All season, they only won two games. They were sitting in the basement the entire season. They beat Brampton. Brampton was on a four-game winning streak. They beat Brampton in overtime. Now, if they can hang on, they're going to win two games this weekend. So going from winning two games all season to two games in a weekend, quite the Cinderella story if they squeak into the playoffs based on that. Iroquois with the ball. Iroquois looking to set up to Elijah Johns. Elijah Johns cuts to the net, shoots, misses. Ball goes wide. Bergsma scoops it up. Bergsma's got two Ironmen all over him. They're hammering him in the corner. Bergsma cuts through, though, shoots. Saved by Lazor. And Iroquois is going to set up behind their own net, kill some time. And now they just whip it all the way down. Blue Hill was coming off the bench. They tried to find him. Pass was wide. And now Durham's going to go the other way. Graham Bergsma, three on one. Shane Scott shoots. Ball goes wide as he gets hammered. And they reset the shot clock. Again, that's a home field advantage. The refs aren't even going to do anything about it. So they got a fresh 30 even when it missed. Doesn't matter, though, as Jerome Thompson swapped the ball loose, and it's Ironman ball. Elijah Johns with it. Throws it to Jamison. Jamison is just going to stand there by the side. Back out to Thompson. They're just walking around now. And again, doesn't look like the Turf Dogs are pressuring them. So, unfortunately for the Barry Blizzard, it looks like their season will be over after their regular season game tomorrow. 
That's tough. They had a tough year, but I uh, really wanted to see the Barry Blizzard in there. Not that I don't want to see Iroquois in there, but Barry Blizzard worked hard. Great Cinderella story, though. The Iroquois Ironmen, they're going to have a lot of momentum going into this postseason. 35 seconds left now. Iroquois just going to stand behind their net. Jerome Thompson finally moves it up. He hasn't crossed center yet. We're back to five on five. Only 22 seconds left. The Ironmen are really spread out now as they play catch. Rob Jimerson hangs on to it. Cuts to the net. Can't get a shot off. Ball's loose. Polton knocks it loose. 30 seconds shot clock violation. Five seconds left on the shot clock. Unbelievable turn of events as the Iroquois Ironmen have defeated the Durham Turf Dogs by a score of 13 to 10. The Iroquois Ironmen with this victory have earned themselves a berth into the postseason. Unbelievable story all season. These guys, they only won two games the entire year. Now they've won two games in back-to-back -back nights, earning a berth in the playoffs. All the momentum will be on their side. Incredible. The Durham Turf Dogs with that loss, they're going to stay tied in second. Right now, there's a huge log jam. There's the Toronto Shooting Stars. Of course, the Durham Turf Dogs, the Brampton Inferno, and the Oshwikan Demons, they're all tied for second place. There's still one regular season game left tomorrow. The Toronto Shooting Stars will travel to Barrie to take on the Blizzard. It's a meaningless game for the Blizzard, but they can play spoiler. And uh, if they beat Toronto, Toronto will remain in that log jam. If Toronto wins, they will take sole possession of second place, thus getting a bye into the final four where the Niagara Lock Monsters are already waiting. And we'll see who the other teams are once the uh, next couple of weeks play out. Turf Dogs are saluting the crowd. Their last regular season game. So even though it's a tough loss, they've all stuck on the floor. And these fans love it. They were treated to a fantastic season. Shane Scott high fives every little kid as he goes out. So does Blake Kenny. Best sell. The whole team is. It's about 12 kids down there. And they're getting high fives from all of these Turf Dogs. The fans, uh, obviously, they're upset with the loss, but these kids don't care. They just want to see their heroes up close. And good on the Turf Dogs after that tough loss. Still saluting the crowd and still high-fiving every child who came over to the, to the exit. Classy, classy team this Turf Dogs team is. We'll have to wait to see who they play in the postseason. Game will most likely be next weekend. But we just have to wait for the final regular season game tomorrow. We do know that the final four will take place on April 20th. So the Niagara Lock Monsters are already in there. By finishing in first place, they have a bye. They're waiting to see who's going to join them. The second place team will also get a bye. If Toronto Shooting Stars win tomorrow, they will be that second team. And the first round of the playoffs will determine who joins them in the final four. That's April 20th at the Iroquois Lacrosse Arena. The very next day on the 21st, the Iroquois Lacrosse Arena will house the finals. So the final four and the final game for the Creators' Cup Championship will all take place. The Iroquois Ironmen, they are the defending Creators' Cup champions. So we will see if they can defend the championship. Seems like a highly unlikely task. Well, I would have said that a week ago. I would have said no chance Iroquois is winning. But 
Two games in a row, two convincing victories, one over Brampton. They crushed their four-game win streak last night with an overtime victory. And then here, 13-10 victory over the Durham Turf Dogs. So Iroquois has all the momentum going into the postseason, and I wouldn't be surprised if they repeat as Creators' Cup champions this year. We're just going to quickly review the scores of this game. The high scorer of the game, unfortunately, it was a losing effort. Shane Scott, he tied his career high of five goals. He also had an assist in there. But I know that Shane would have traded every one of those goals in for a Durham Turf Dog victory. His teammate, Graham Bergsma, he had two goals, one assist in the loss. And then on the other side, the scoring was pretty spread out for the Ironmen. Their big gun, though, is Chris Atwood. He turned it on in the second half. I think he only had one point in the first half. He ended up with three goals, three assists. Unbelievable second half for him. He was last year's league-leading scorer. And I do this a lot when I talk about somebody. I talked about him earlier, and I said he's well off his pace, which he definitely was. He uh, only finished, I think, not only, but finishes with 55 points. Last year he had 72. But when I said that, he turned it on. Obviously, he didn't hear me, but just a coincidence. Whenever I talk about somebody, the opposite sort of happens. So when I mentioned uh, he was off his point pace, he got five points since then. Three goals, three assists, and a few guys had two. So Blue Hill, he had two goals, one assist. Jerome Thompson, two goals, one assist. And also Travis Hill, he had two goals and one assist. So as I said, the scoring was extremely spread out for the Turf Dogs. And Elijah Printup, last night's hero, he had the overtime winner against Brampton, 32 seconds into the overtime frame. He had another great game tonight, one goal, three assists. Honorable mentions, he didn't have many points, he only had one assist, but Tory Van Every was my favorite Ironman to watch tonight. He was throwing his body around, several huge clean hits, and he hammered. Durham's captain, Mitch Dumont, earlier sent him to the dressing room briefly. Dumont came quickly back. wasn't a major injury, but it was definitely a major hit. I really enjoyed watching him tonight, so honorable mention to Tory Van Every for his hard-nosed play. And that's going to do it here from GM Center. The Iroquois Ironmen have defeated the Durham Turf Dogs 13-10 in Canadian Lacrosse League action. Make sure on Monday, I'm not sure when our next game will be. We just got to wait to see when the playoffs, uh, how that plays out with the last game of the regular season. We'll see if we can get a schedule by the end of the weekend. But tune into the Lacrosse Radio Network, 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday, for my show, Over and Back. My guest is going to be Corey Vitarelli, currently playing for the Rochester Nighthawks. He also plays for the Peterborough Lakers in the Summer League. He's had some highlight real goals. He's been on the ESPN Top 10 at least two times, maybe even a third time. So we'll talk to him. And if you have any questions, you can always find me on Twitter at ScottArnold12. And we'll see if we can get those answers when I have Corey on the show. So if you have any questions for Corey Vitarelli at ScottArnold12, you can find me. Or you can follow the network at Lax Radio Network, L-A-X Radio Network. And that'll do it. Once again, the Iroquois Ironmen have defeated the Durham Turf Dogs 13-10. to I'm Scott Arnold, and thanks for joining me today on the Lacrosse Radio Network. I'm Brad Self of Nationwide Lacrosse, and you're listening to the Lacrosse Radio Network. The Lacrosse Radio Network. Listen to NCAA, CLACS, NALL, and MILA game broadcast at the Lacrosse Radio Network, the home of Lacrosse Audio. Bannock in transition, shoots and scores!
the only place where you can follow NCAA Division III, the Canadian Lacrosse League, North American Lacrosse, Quebec Senior Lacrosse League, and Midwest Lacrosse Association. Shot score, Mendez! A side angle shot, and Tony Mendez breaks the ice. Also, the home to unique lacrosse programming that you just can't get anywhere else. Listen every day at inlaxwetrust.com or blogtalkradio.com slash lacrosse radio or blogtalkradio.com slash laxradio. Block on the way in, goalie out, score! Another goal for the Mustang. The Lacrosse Radio Network.